Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book Rising Strong. It is a book about how to deal with failure. As we all know, life is not always smooth sailing. There will inevitably be sufferings and setbacks, big and small. From significant setbacks such as unemployment and marital breakup to small conflicts among colleagues, relatives, and friends, pain and failure often come unexpectedly into our life. Being caught in a predicament often makes us vulnerable and uneasy. We'll instinctively make up plausible stories for ourselves to run away from pain or shirk our responsibilities. Nonetheless, suffering and difficulties won't automatically disappear just because we elude them. What choices do you make in the face of pain and setback? Do you insist on escaping reality and hiding in your comfort zone? Or muster the courage to face your real inner feelings, explore the truth behind your failures, and make positive changes? We believe that you'll find your answers in the book Rising Strong. The book's author Dr. Brené Brown is a research professor at the University of Houston. She's also the founder and CEO of The Daring Way. Over the years, she has thoroughly researched courage, vulnerability, shame, and empathy. Her 2010 TED Talk The Power of Vulnerability has become one of the most popular talks in TED history. You may recall two bookies named The Gifts of Imperfection and Daring Greatly on our app. She's also the author of these books as well. As a scholar anchored in theory, Dr. Brown has spent 12 years dedicated to research. Based on a large number of real-life examples, she makes use of her real-life experiences to reveal to us a startling fact. If you want to feel love, belonging, joy, creativity among other positive experiences, you need to face your inner vulnerability and pain and tackle life's challenges with courage. Only in this way can you keep on growing and become stronger. Next, we'll unlock the book in three parts. We'll look at how to be honest with the truth and your true self in stories of adversity and make changes with a positive mental attitude. Part 1: Paying attention to your feelings and reckoning with emotions. Part 2: Rumbling with the truth behind the emotions. Part 3: Making changes to get up from failure. Now, Let's look at the first part, paying attention to your feelings and reckoning with emotions amid failure. The negative emotion generated by failure will always bring discomfort such as helplessness and insecurity. But very few people pay particular attention to their emotions and feelings in the face of failure and grief. Many people won't make peace with their discomforts, yet are reluctant to admit their failures and shy away from talking to others about their discomforts. Out of the instinct of self-protection, their first reaction is to run away or offload. For example, when you hear that your boss has put your colleague Todd in charge of a new project, you might feel angry at being treated unfairly. To offload your emotions, you silently curse, "My boss is an asshole. Todd's such a brown noser. Who cares? This job sucks and this company is a joke." However, Running away and offloading can't solve the problem. It'll even make matters worse. The pain of failure won't go away automatically just because we ignore it. The resulting negative emotions can also lead us to destructive thoughts if we ignore them. 
Contrary to offloading or running away, we can integrate ourselves into our stories of failure. Also, we should learn to pay attention to our feelings and consciously recognize emotions amid failure. It helps us free from the bonds of negative emotions. Most people who have the courage to get up from failure have one thing in common. They're capable of recognizing emotions without being swayed by negative emotions. They firmly seize the initiative in their life. Perhaps you would say, isn't it just feeling your own emotions? What's so challenging about that? Reckoning with emotions may seem simple, but sometimes it's difficult to notice your own mood swings which are easily masked by self-protective instincts. The research made it clear that a lot of how much or little we value emotion comes from what we were taught or saw as we were growing up. According to some people's values, emotions aren't worthy of attention, and being emotional is a sign of weakness, not to mention that they're ashamed of discussing their emotions with others because of their pride. Moreover, exploring the reasons behind their emotions may make them face unacceptable truths, and such fear of uncertainty makes them unwilling to take risks. Therefore, we need to find a starting point for reckoning with emotions. We must first be brave enough to look squarely at our emotions, and have a strong desire to know the connection between emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. Furthermore, we need to arouse and maintain enough curiosity and accumulate relevant knowledge to rumble with the truth behind the emotion. When Brown was in high school, she lived in a suburb of Houston. Back then, parents were so busy making ends meet that no one paid attention to their kids' emotional education. No matter how bad family life and relationships became, people never talked about their situation and feelings. Until Brown's mother who had a probing curiosity about pain, resentment, grief, and other emotions during a long period of frustration and struggle received therapy and taught her children what she had learned, pay attention to feelings and recognize emotions. Following this, her family underwent tremendous changes. Under the influence of her mother, Brown's curiosity about emotions grew. With the help of a therapist, she gained sufficient knowledge of emotions. She firmly attributed the strong start of a career and the sustainable happiness of her family life to reckoning with emotions. But specifically, how do we reckon with emotions? The word reckon comes from the Middle English reckoning, meaning to narrate or make an account. In this book, reckon contains two layers of meaning. First, engaging with our feelings. Second, getting curious about the story behind the feelings, what emotions we're experiencing, and how they are connected to our thoughts and behaviors. The process of reckoning with emotions is the course of recognizing them and understanding their underlying causes. In other words, we need to integrate ourselves into our own stories and pay attention to our emotions and feelings. Also, closely examine when and under what circumstances of emotional reactions are evoked. Next, be curious about the causes of mood swings and their underlying causes, and ask a few more questions with curiosity. For example, what is it that makes me angry? Why do I feel overwhelmed? I always unconsciously recall the conversation I had with my colleagues at work. Why is that? Of course, you don't have to make accurate judgments about your emotions or give immediate answers to the questions you ask yourself. All you need is just a willingness to get to the bottom of the matter. 
The book describes two methods of reckoning with emotions that can be used in life. The first method is writing permission slips. A permission slip can be a sticky note stating what tasks or emotional experiences you are permitted to do. For example, permission to be excited and be goofy. Keeping the permission slip with you can encourage you to experience and discern your emotional intentions and experiences anytime. The second method is paying attention. It means to engage with the emotion before recognizing it and becoming aware of your true feelings through deep breaths. Have you ever experienced this? It's challenging to pay attention to your true feelings in an angry or emotional situation. Taking a deep breath mindfully allows us to calm down quickly and regain our real perceptions. That concludes our content for the first part, paying attention to your feelings and reckoning with emotions amid failure. Let's do a brief review. Having faced failures and grief in life, most people choose to run away or offload but running away and offloading can't solve the problem. It'll even make matters worse. Thus, we need to learn to pay attention to our feelings and recognize emotions amid failure. Adequate knowledge and curiosity are the starting points for reckoning with emotions. The process of reckoning with emotions is about integrating with genuine emotions and exploring the truths behind them, and about finding out the connection between emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.